0: Cyber criminals will always attempt to find the easiest way to hack into corporate networks. And while many large organizations might think they've got a grip on security of their own network, there might be a soft underbelly that could let attackers in. Because while they may have secured their own perimeter, it's possible that one of their suppliers isn't secure. And those supply chain vulnerabilities are what hackers are looking for to go after big targets. I'm Danny Palmer. This is ZDNet Security Update. And with me to discuss supply chain risk is Robert Hannigan chairman of Blue Voyant International and former director of GCHQ. Thanks for joining me, Robert. So why is the supply chain so appealing to cyber criminals?
1: Well, hi Danny, and good to be with you. I think there's been a natural arms race here. So 10, 15 years ago, cyber criminals were all going straight up the perimeters of the target companies, very often indiscriminately. They've got more sophisticated, but also companies have got better at defense. So if you're a cyber criminal group, why waste your time and your efforts and your energy going after the perimeter of a big bank because you know it's well defended much easier to go after one of their 10,000 maybe vendors some of them big some of them small um, and get in that way because they will be less well defended so it's a natural evolution um, and I think uh, people are just beginning to wake up to the sheer scale of it
0: So what are some of the most common uh, supply chain vulnerabilities that attackers are trying to take advantage of?
1: I think there's a whole range. Um, Supply chain is a very broad term. So it might go from uh, getting inside the software that people are relying on. Um, The most famous example being the NotPetya attack where a piece of um, software for accountancy in the Ukraine uh, was manipulated and that led to um, infection of a whole raft of companies right across the west actually into business interruption on a massive scale and so, uh, that's an extreme example but you know who would have thought that uh, software for an accountancy company no one had ever heard of uh, could cause that kind of trouble so there's everything from manipulating software and getting inside that to the sort of the normal classic uh, attacks but delivered through the supply chain so for example spear phishing which we're all very familiar with still accounts for a massive proportion of successful cyber attacks. Um, most banks are pretty well defended against it now. If you can get uh, inside the inbox of a law firm, for example, of a particular lawyer, and the governments uh, are both uh, in the UK and the US publicized this a couple of years ago, um, you can then get, deliver your spear phishing email, your malware to uh, one of the clients. They're going to click on it, probably, because they know this lawyer, they trust him, it's a real account, it's a real person. It just happens to have been hijacked. So there's a whole range of attacks and some of the really sophisticated ransomware attacks that we're seeing now are a huge problem, you know, probably the biggest issue in cybersecurity at the moment. But a lot of those are being delivered through the supply chain too. So it's, it's a vector for delivery of sometimes very traditional attacks, sometimes much more sophisticated ones
0: and i suppose that's the thing uh, when there's so many organisations potentially in a supply chain uh, it could be down to companies who maybe have a very small amount of staff who might not necessarily uh, you know do much of their own cybersecurity because either they may not have the budget or they might not think they'll be a target but if you go up the chain that can be the starting point into a, a global organisation
1: exactly that's exactly right and i think now, a lot of companies do struggle with cybersecurity. They struggle to get the skills. Um, they struggle with the resources to do it. And so they are weakly defended. Um, and criminals and some nation states know that, and they know that's the way in. I think with the, the survey that Bivoyant have, have put together uh, through an independent agency, uh, is interesting because it's the first time we've really had data on it. We've had a lot of talk about supply chain attacks, and we've had governments worrying about it. Regulators are worrying about it. Haven't really had any hard data. So to have 1,500 CISOs and CIOs from five countries all saying what they've actually experienced, uh, I think is a really good baseline. And uh, the, the statistics are quite alarming. So over 80% have had at least one breach through the supply chain in the last year. And maybe even worse, you know, three quarters, slightly over three quarters, really don't have total visibility of their supply chain. And very few are monitoring it in real time. So that's that's a real worry. You're flying blind in some ways.
0: So what do these figures say about the state of supply chain security? As as you've just mentioned, it can't be a good thing if they don't have eyes on their own uh, potential vulnerabilities.
1: Exactly right. And I think uh, what it does show is both the scale of the problem and how many companies, even big companies, are really struggling to know where to start. Because if you've got a thousand. The average in some of these countries is a thousand uh, vendors, suppliers. Uh, for many companies, it's much bigger than that. Might be ten thousand or more. Um, you even deciding who are your most critical vendors is quite difficult. And what companies often get wrong, I think, is is deciding that you know their top ten vendors, the ones they rely on most, are their biggest vulnerability. But actually, if you think of your top ten vendors for a big company, they probably include household names like AWS or Um, or Microsoft, well, you're not really going to improve their security and uh, they're probably not your biggest threat. Uh, The threats are gonna come through somewhere down the tail of that 10,000 suppliers. from a company you've probably never heard of, but that is quite intimately connected to your networks. So trying to get a handle on who your suppliers are, uh, who are the critical ones, and where the actual vulnerabilities are. So looking at real-time data is the key. And I mean, in the, there's been an evolution here too, in the you know, maybe five years ago, people were just relying on questionnaires. So sending a questionnaire to your vendor and your supplier and saying, you're know, basically saying, are you good at cybersecurity? And they all say yes. Um, and they all say, well, we've got policies for all of this and we've ticked all the right boxes. Uh, that isn't good enough now. It's not going to really protect you.
0: As touched upon earlier, um, you know, one of the biggest incidents of supply chain vulnerabilities uh, that has happened was not petra where some county software, which as, as, as you point out, many people possibly wouldn't have heard of, ended up causing one of the biggest cyber events to hit the world in recent years and, and possibly ever, all because there was a supply chain of vulnerability that was taken advantage of by, uh, in this case, some very uh, advanced and well-resourced attackers.
1: Yeah, as a great example, because it also shows how sophisticated these attackers can be in playing on our good instincts. So this was about an upgrade of the software. So we are all told we should upgrade all the time, we should get the latest version. Um, so that attack was playing on the fact that there was, a, I think an annual upgrade in this particular company of the accountancy software, and people were doing the right thing by, by uh, upgrading. Unfortunately, they were also uh, importing the, the malware. So I I think um, there are lots of examples. Uh, There was an indictment by the FBI last week of some Chinese uh, hackers, which you probably saw. And one of those um, charges was about uh, the manipulation of software, again, uh, of a um, Western company, which was supplying all sorts of uh, medical research uh, companies and others. So that is a great way into a very large supply chain because these companies are gonna have thousands of customers. But it isn't just that, it's at the less sophisticated end too. It may be just that small, um, unprotected company that's away, and it may not be software at all.
0: When it comes to uh, protecting against uh, supply chain attacks, uh, where does the responsibility lie? Because, uh, as previously discussed, small companies might not have the resources to protect against uh, these sorts of campaigns, but they're also a crucial linchpin in the chain that leads to attacks against large organizations. So should the large organizations play some role in helping to protect those that supply them? Yeah,
1: I think that's a great question actually, Danny, because I mean, and there are two sides to it really. There's Who's responsible within the large organization? And maybe we'll come back to that because the survey has some interesting findings. But on your sort of bigger question of, well, who's responsible for improving the supply chain security? I think the answer obviously is in a way everyone. But um, for big companies, it's really about them helping their supply chain companies to get better. And that means um, saying to a small company, we can see you've got this vulnerability. We can see you haven't patched this or these ports are open. Can you do something about it? Depending on what the risk is and what their threshold for for risk is. Uh, So there are two ways of looking at it. You know, risk management one is compliance the other is actually making stuff better and there's a danger if you only do the tick box compliance you're not actually improving anything so ideally in the cyber world uh, it's big companies saying to a small company you really need to fix this and this you don't need to do everything you know to be perfect but these two things are a real risk to us to my networks i want you to fix them maybe we'll help you fix them but that's a, that's a commercial decision really but uh, if you don't fix them, there will be consequences, and that's the tough point for companies. They they have to decide you know, how big a risk is this to them. I know of large companies, banks, who have uh, you know got rid of um, suppliers because they no longer uh, feel it's safe to have them connected to their networks. So it's not you know it, it's not completely new, but it, that that's the extreme end. I mean, it's much better if you can get them to improve along the way. But on your other the other side of your question is who in a big company is actually responsible for this? I think the survey is very interesting because you've got a complete split between you know CISOs, CIOs, CPOs. So procurement's often involved, chief financial officers, even COOs. So uh, it's tough even within a big organization to know who's responsible for third-party cyber risk. Is it the third-party risk people? Is it procurement? Is it the CISO? Is it the cybersecurity function? Uh, it, it's not clear so getting a handle on that is uh, a good start.
0: So how do organisations get a handle on that in order to better manage uh, supply chain risk?
1: Well I think there's an internal job to be done which is you know it depends on the organisation to work out the governance of third-party risk and is it um, suitable for modern Uh, cyber threats because I think what makes cyber threats so so different is that they're completely dynamic so a static snapshot of what a supplier's um, risk looked like here last week uh, could change radically within the next month um, either because of something they've not done or done or because of attacks on them so I think um, you need something that is much more real-time It's about constantly monitoring from the outside, trying to look at your supply chain as attackers would actually. So look at them as from the outside and say, you know, what's changing, um, what's alarming, what really needs fixing and what's okay because a lot of things really don't matter that much. Some things really, really matter. Um, And I think that's, that's the way to do it. And for most organizations that will mean outsourcing it. So getting somebody to do this for you because it means processing massive volumes of data really but I think that's the only way you can do it. Um, The static uh, questionnaires or scores are no longer going to be good enough and they're not going to be good enough for regulators either I think.
0: So ultimately organizations should have someone that gets hands-on and uh, tests uh, their network and their supply chains uh, for them in a rigorous way like, like like offensive attackers would.
1: Uh, I I would draw a distinction. I mean, I think you can't pen test everyone in your supply chain. So the most um, uh, well-resourced organizations, banks, they may send in... Uh, a team to look at the, net, the networks of um, a tiny percentage of their supply chain, they may ten, pen test a slightly larger, they may do those kind of intrusive practical things, but really they're not going to be able to do that, and they're not they, you know, the chance of them hitting on the one company that is actually the risk to them is uh, fairly small actually. What you need to do is monitor with external data how the others are performing and you know how they're looking, what the vulnerabilities um, and evidence of compromise is on those companies. And you need to find ways of escalating uh, only those things that actually need fixing. The problem with so much of this uh, um, third party uh, uh, supply chain uh, is that it it can swap you in data. Because you've got 10,000 companies and someone sends you 10,000 risk scores for them and a, a volume of of data on each yeah you know, even if you're a big bank what do you do with all of that you, know, you need you need a process that manages that risk and that only escalates to you the stuff that you can do something about and you need to do something about otherwise you're just drowning in data and anyone in cybersecurity at the moment uh, feels they they they've enough data they don't need to be swamped with more
0: That's some really good advice for organizations. Uh, Thank you for joining me on ZDNet Security Update, Robert. It's been a very interesting uh, discussion. And for more information on how you can protect your organization and perhaps your supply chain uh, from cyber attacks, uh, be sure to keep watching ZDNet Security Update and check out all the articles on ZDNet.com. Thanks for your time.
1: Thanks, Danny. Good to see you.